Good morning, everyone. Welcome once again to Spinistry Live. I am your race host, Kevin Lee, and we are in beautiful downtown Valley View, Texas, scouting out the 2020 Texas Chain Ring Massacre 100K main route. That's what we're verifying right now. Have a special guest along for the ride today, our good friend and uh, occasional drinking buddy, <laughs> Mr. Ron Wadley from Insurance for Texans. Please tell everyone hello, Ron. What's up, folks? A little overcast today, but it should be a good time. And this is this is our this is our stage traditional staging spot where we line everybody up. Uh, if you and we uh, we do have an audio only version, but if you have a chance, pick up in our one and YouTube a quarter version, miles, turn left, which will uh, which will show our dash cam the whole way. Ron and I are just we're gonna we're gonna shoot the shit while we're checking out the route. And, we're good at that, and we do that quite a bit. Uh, it is. Well, I get, actually, I think they open at 11, but we haven't stopped by Whiskey Hollow just yet. There's a greater than zero chance that we will stop by at the end, though. I feel an old-fashioned coming on, but I, I could I, be mistaken. I'll go more than greater than zero. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, again, everyone, welcome back to Ministry Live. We're glad you're joining us. Uh, we're pretty darned excited about what... Uh, what's coming up here in about 10 days or so looks like we're gonna easily have our largest event ever of any kind in ministry land which that's pretty darned exciting uh, because I, I, I mean obviously you're a business owner Ron so yeah. I mean growth is important there's no Gro doubt about growth that. is very important but that's not a we don't we don't do our stuff specifically to hey let's make it bigger it, it's we i'm really happy with just things growing naturally so to speak kind of an organic growth thing because i think it means you're doing something right it does and it and it's really kind of impressive to say that after what happened two years ago when you had a surprise visitor for this event that blew it up just because that that visitor was put out there in the public sphere uh, when none other than Mr. Armstrong showed up for this event and raced it. Yeah, Lance Armstrong showing up definitely uh, it kind of it took us to a different level awareness. There's no doubt about that, and that brings up a good point. We're actually we're on Lee Road right now, so we start on Lee Road and we finish on in Armstrong a quarter mile Road, turn left. The way that the way that this uh, this is routed. Um, it was very cool to have Lance Armstrong out here. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But it was also problematic is not the right word. Uh, it, it, it just put a different spin on things, a different dynamic. Turn left on I-35 Frontage Road. I'll be perfectly honest. I was not completely comfortable with logistics at that changed. Time. I'm sorry? Logistics changed. Logistics changed distinctly we definitely sh shifted from a uh, a North Texas event to maybe not a true nationwide event but a multi-state regional event in awareness 
at that point. Um, In a half mile, turn left. The event itself had always, we, we built the Texas Chain Ring Massacre. Uh, this was our one gravel grinder that was targeted towards the racing crowd to begin with. It was a request after we did our first Red River Riot that, hey, that's kind of cool. But could you put something together that's a little In bit a more focused on the, on the racing thing? And that's how the Texas Chainring Massacre came about to begin with. And we've always kind of kept this one. This is our race race. Our, we have a racing element to all of our events. Turn left signs for yeah, I-35 This old man still shows up and just rides and not races. Well, and that's, yeah. the, that's the thing. It's still, it's not racer only though. Sure. Um, that's... And that's definitely a balancing act on our part. In a quarter mile, turn left. So, everything we've done so far, I'm expecting to do as a neutral rollout. And just kind of steadily up in the pace of the... Yeah, the, the bridge here will send some folks yeah, out too. Yeah, yeah, so I, I, I come up this bridge, you know, 20 miles an hour or so, and... I'm thinking we'll probably have a true lead pack split out from everybody about that point. I'll rock it off the back for you. They appreciate it. And encourage anyone else that's <laughs> back there to, hey, let's just hang out. Yeah. Maybe I'll stash a, stash a cooler somewhere for you guys to find. Road. That works. I might let you pick a spot along the way. It's like, hey, Kevin, just leave us a cooler here. I could probably do that. Um... Yeah, so, yeah, so to say that this is the biggest ever. In a quarter mile, turn left. After some of the things that have gone on like that, that's pretty impressive. That, that, that was, uh, that was, that, that was definitely a shift in this event as far as who, who was aware and was out here and Turn left onto Hawkeye uh, Creek had, Road. I mean, we had a pretty, obviously we had a good Texas crowd prior to that. We had a pretty good Oklahoma crowd. Uh, a few Louisiana people were coming, uh, but this this really, you know, we bring down a bunch of Kansas, yeah. uh, Nebraska, Missouri. They they want to get out of that cold. That's understandable. Uh, some Colorado folks Caution. are coming down. So this will be In our two first. two and a half miles, turn right. Gravel. I actually laid this out the other way, and I looked at it some more. It's like I think need to reverse what I originally laid out so there's there's one farm to market road section I want to verify that just it's longer and that's going around that that bridge the bridge that's the washed out yeah. bridge there's no doubt that that created problems for original plan but I think we're gonna be okay I think I mean actually I think it's I'm really digging this course because it lets us bring back Wade Road, which we haven't been able to do for a while, which that'll be cool. So this, yeah, sitting a bad little first gravel section here. No, get a little climb there to get the uh, the heat in the legs, so you can tear off down this hill. So were you here that year? That yeah, Lance was here. Yeah, I thought, I was, you, I thought I was you were. Here. Yeah, I was here that year. Um, what? I mean, and you? So you've been to a bunch of our events. Prior to that one, yeah. so you were kind of familiar with what our vibe was like before and during. I mean, from a participant's perspective, was it a noticeable difference in the way things were going on or the people that were there? Or was it just business as usual? Well, 
I mean, there was a little, I mean, there was definitely a buzz at the start line because you got a, you know, pro racer, former pro racer. Um, so, so there, there was definitely a buzz at the start that, that I, I don't know that you could ever recapture without spending big money to bring somebody <laughs> like that in. That ain't happening. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he showed up of his own free will, right? So, but after, after we got rolling and then once we got back to the finish line, I, the, the vibe was preserved and that um, ultimately speaks to the folks who participate because um, I mean I'm not going out and rolling many charity rides on the road if any at all anymore or any of the mountain bike races or anything but I the, the gravel crowd is still the cool folks that I can relate to at least steel road bike and carry on conversations <laughs> or gravel bike and carry on conversations with people so no I, I i agree completely and that that's probably been our biggest struggle with the chain ring massacre i think uh, um, all of our other events um people are still you know they, hey it's the traditional gravel bike where you know it's 80 percent of the if not more of the people that are there, they're not there to try to get a podium or or ride at the front. You know, they they, they want to go out and have a good time. And hey, if they if they knock off 100k, their first 100k of the year or something like that, that's a heck of an achievement for them. That sort of thing. Uh, it's okay to get lost sometimes. It, it, it happens, you know. It's happened to me. <laughs> it's happened more than to me. once. Uh, <laughs> The chain ring massacre, the, the, the numbers shift. I mean, it's not, I mean, it doesn't flip-flop. It doesn't go to 80% racer-oriented by any stretch. But we're probably up there in that 35 to 40% range yeah. where people are pretty serious about the racing aspect of it. Um, the first few years of that, it was, I felt like I was constantly trying to explain to traditional road racers that, this is gravel. It's different. <laughs> Deal with it. Um, but I, I think I think we're well past that point now. I think uh, some of the traditional road racers. Uh, I mean, that's always been uh, one of my favorite parts about this event. Uh, and Lance was one of them. Actually, In a quarter when mile, turn right. Uh, I've had other national and world level amateur champions and things like that that they finish they finish this this course and I was like this is you know this is the most fun I've had on a bicycle in 20 years it, it means going back to being a kid right exactly exactly you, you got on your bike and you rode it wherever you needed to go and if that was down a gravel road hey that's cool I might wreck. turn right on to FM 2071 all right this is one turn I want to check out because we'll still have a pretty big crowd here yeah. this, this isn't a busy road but, but it is paved. It is paved. It is high speed. But yeah, it's got a good line of sight. It's got a good line of sight. In a quarter mile, turn right. I'm thinking I'm going to have a moto or two helping us out. I might have one parked there as the big crowd comes through. That's not a terrible idea. I'm sure there'll be a nice southerly wind. Turn right onto Crawl Blowing Road. Blow your face right here. And see, we're not even on on it for a half mile. So. Yeah, no, that's a short. That's, that's a good short spot right there. New 
culvert there. Hopefully we don't have a blown out road or anything. Looks like they're just doing some excavation right here. Yeah. So, obviously weather played a factor on this event already. Quarter miles still 10 days left. away. Sure. We're having to alter the plan course tremendously because the weather. You're an insurance guy. <laughs> Only by day. I know I get, but so, I mean, the stuff like we had this weekend, the weather that blew through this weekend, I mean, does that, does that, does that make your life hectic and busy or is it? It does. So, I see Pete Delkis start talking about big clouds and high winds and hail and I start kind of twitching a little bit and get a little triggered because ultimately we're here to help folks clean those messes up. That's the point, right? Right. You, you buy a piece of paper, you don't really know what it is until you're into a situation. So we spend, um, you know, we spend the next few days after an event like that helping folks figure out, do I file a claim? Do I not file a claim? Do I have enough damage? Do I have any damage? You know, because pea-sized hail, um, quite frankly, on, on a roof that's less than, say, five years old, just didn't get to do a whole lot of damage. Um, and I say that as it's fallen on my own. One of the things that we love to do when we help folks like that is to get them in contact with trustable contractors that can get up on a roof and evaluate it and say, yeah, there is damage here. We do need to make a claim. No, we're going to replace three shingles, charge you a hundred bucks and never tell the insurance company. Um, and so that, that makes our lives a little hectic, but in the end, that's the whole point of what we do. Well, I mean, and I, I mean, I can unfortunately speak from personal experience <laughs> along those lines. Unfortunately, much too recently as well. But you know, we're we're sorting a jeep out. It's all good. <laughs> ah, I look see at that. an arrow. <laughs> Where did that come from? Where did that come from? At least that got blown in the wind sideways, and yeah, I missed it's it last. Pointing into the hay bales. Every, it's, it's not so good. Every once in a while, I do I do leave one uh, behind as an Easter egg, and on purpose. I don't think that was an on purpose one. I think that's when we were coming up from the other way, and it got blown sideways, so I didn't see it. Most likely, but I'll put that to work when I come out and mark the course. That's for sure. Yes, yeah, is a nice long stretch here. Generally speaking. Generally speaking. Generally speaking. Obviously, when it washes big, out big a road rain. side by side or takes out a bridge, that's less than ideal. Big, um, big rain's bad. Yeah. Um, the, well, kind of like going back to, you know, what we were talking about where you, you're helping folks. I mean, that's been a big deal for me. Um, it's 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 <laughs> i'm not one of those people i don't want to deal with this insurance crap yeah. but unfortunately uh the, the it just it, it pops up and you never know when it's going to pop up and it does make all the difference in the world when and I, i'll be honest with you well you know this but i'm being honest to the audience 
we had we had an issue over the weekend and just the dealing with the insurance company part of it has been it's not been awful but less than ideal but I get it it's it's the way corporate America does work yeah and just being able to give you a call and while you're drip drying after <laughs> after your workout and go hey what, what's going on here and then you just kind of walk me through the, it works like this it's okay this is you do yeah. this and everything's in that makes a big difference it really does yeah you 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 got me after 90 minutes on the uh, on this the spin bike slash trainer um, so I was a little oxygen deprived which made that conversation a little fun but um, because we see enough claims and we deal with the various companies because we do represent lots of different companies and not all of them are equal some of them are very monolithic and you know subscribe to lean six sigma and in a quarter mile their, turn left their processes they they can't veer from the process to take care of your unique circumstances that existed on saturday uh when you've you're 200 miles from home and you're on private property you're in a camper and you got a, a vehicle that needs to be towed that that's not on their play sheet so how do we learn to navigate that turn we left also, onto north pecan trail we also understand that there are other companies that can handle that very well the flip side is they tend to cost a little more so which which of those pieces is more important to the individual than just trying to fit them in a box um, because that's what a lot of the online stuff has done and in three quarters mile turn don't right put baby in a corner never put baby <laughs> in a corner and this is a fun stretch right here even though it's it's semi-paved <laughs> they call it paved yeah that's a that's a loose interpretation yeah. of it for, for those of you that are running the skinnier tires be warned you can have some problems through here i am yeah yeah. I'm one of those whenever people ask me what 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 size tires do you recommend bigger is always better you got 2.2s it'll fit on that go for it exactly yeah I'm def I am definitely one of those that I advocate 40 plus for almost anything uh, even hell it's even more enjoyable on chip seal with 40 plus tires and let yeah. alone gravel the older I get the more my butt needs cushion this is new. This is. Huh. I In guess, a quarter mile, turn right. I guess Valley View is growing. Uh oh, what do we got here? Road closed. And this is why we scout. I wonder if that's a. Looks to be semi permanent. Turn right onto East Obic Street. Maybe. They got a pretty big cut out there. Two backhoes going to town down there. Could be done by, it could be done in 10 days. It could. Yeah, we're off course because we're scouting. <laughs> got a good trailer there. Couple of them, yeah. I tell you what, that was a, that whole camper shopping experience. I'm, I'm in, I'm not looking forward to ever having to do that again. In a quarter mile, I know I will. Oh, hey, we got bonus gravel with flaggers and everything. 
months. This is TextDot. Yep. I don't count on 10 days with TextDot. No, this is not. But you can usually count on Saturday. Saturday being free. Being open. That's right. Yeah, speaking of campers, you got one. Is it listed for sale yet? Uh, I think it's sold. Oh, nice. I think it is sold via private message. Awesome. We have a, we have a verbal agreement. <laughs> Turn left on I-35 Frontage Road. Cross those railroad tracks twice. In three quarters mile, turn right. And fairly active rail line. Yeah, can definitely present a challenge. Uh, so I figured, well, if we if we have a railroad interference, I want it to be on the front end of the course as opposed to the tail end of the course. That's fair. And if I have to send somebody up here to block an intersection to neutralize it and let everyone regroup because of a train, I'm going to do that. Because it's my event, I can do what I want to. Yeah, the, it, you, you've traditionally gone south out of town and come back north. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. trying, trying, trying a little bit different. Um, early headwinds are, are better than late headwinds. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, weather is always a factor. I'm just saying. So I, yeah. In a quarter mile, turn Don't, right. We never know where the winds are going, which direction the winds are going to be coming from. We can always go with what's prevailing, and every time we do that, every time we build a course around what's supposed right to be prevailing winds at any t time of the year or time of the day in that time of the year, they they always go, oh, we're just going to do it completely the opposite this time. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. But then this, so the way we're going kind of takes us back to the traditional more stuff. the yeah. traditional stuff. Turn left on I-35 Frontage Road. Signs for I-35S. Yeah, this this looks familiar. Yep, this is this is kind of the traditional start here. But in a half mile, turn right. Run into more than once, even though we, you know, so when we're bringing that opening pack, you know, a straight shot from town, 300 riders. I mean, there's more riders than that total, but, you know, like we're right in now a for, mile, turn for right. our premier event, the 100K, you know, we're just in that one, we have over 300 people register for that. Now those are racers that are racing the 100k. Turn right on So to get all them in one pack to tr even on a neutral rollout to try to make this hard right hand turn it is a hard right. That <clears throat> looks like it's a little rough too. It looks like they had they, I do believe the creek overflowed back there. Yeah. Caution. Unpaid. Well, thank you. Big Appreciate tires. That, that, Big tires. In two and three quarters yeah, miles, the, turn the left. The good news about this hill is that it thins folks out again. Yeah. Yeah. So we, 
of spectators, but when we do have spectators, they're either there at the very beginning or the very end. They can catch both. And they can catch both, and yeah. I mean, so the, you know, the riders will be coming right by town, you know, within a few minutes of the start. Yeah, for sure. So folks can hang out there at the railroad track intersection or come there at that uh, at the creek crossing, but just behind us and just get a get a glimpse of what folks are up to. Good job. We got one inside the fence too. I don't think I have any mapped out on this one. We'll, we'll, 
unimproved double track or anything like that. This is all going to be in a quarter mile turn left. Rock-based roads, and uh, yeah, even in the pouring rain, you can still ride. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember the first event of years I ever did up on the net, and I got lost, and I rolled through a long section of yeah. two-inch water and mud. That was good times. Oh, that was yeah. Yeah, that, I didn't care, but that stuff around Farmersville, yeah. Merritt, and Celeste. Turn left onto Co Road 200. That's um, not some of our most favorite stuff. It was. Uh, it was fun. In one and a quarter miles, turn left. So we're about 15 miles in. Now this is, a, a, what I have mapped out is a long 100K. It's, I think it's about 69 miles. Bonus miles. Bonus miles. I will not. For free. I you will not charge extra for it. Yeah, you didn't charge extra for that. They should be happy. It's kind of like overtime in a football game. <laughs> really good year for football. It has. Not if you're a Cowboys fan, but. Or just, a Texans fan. Just, man, so I'm just. I had to get that dig in. Yeah, just fascinating football this year, pro and college. certain tigers were going to win last night everybody got that one did you see you know finished with 67 points in the game you know what the over under was in vegas mm -mm. 67 and a half <laughs> skies it's crazy how they do analytics man analytics it's changing everything it's changing auto insurance i bet it is is uh, they want to track you? Yeah. I'd say it's it's coming. How how far are we away from that being like a mandated thing you have to do, or it's just Probably an expected? Five years. It, it's pretty close. Companies have all been doing it for a discount the last two to four years. So are they going to just reverse the model and say if you don't do it, you pay more, or In they're just going to make everybody do left. it? How's that going to work? They're probably just going to make everybody do it, because um, it's it's largely becoming done by an app on a phone anyway. So the, the the plug and play devices into the vehicle dash are being discarded in favor of the apps. Turn left onto Metz Road. And so uh, there'll probably be a surcharge if you decline it, rather than a discount for accepting it. Right. Um, because the, the the ultimate reason it's gonna be a nice house. The ultimate reason is that this is kind of ugly. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Well, if you're gonna, it's another one of our paved in air quotes roads. Yeah. No, that that's gonna be an interesting turn. Right it there. really is. In a quarter mile, turn right. Um. When when we go to ask questions about your driving activity, everybody lies. We just know that sure so my, my favorite story on that front is I asked a, a young lady it's now several years ago do you have any tickets do you have any accidents Turn anything right on your record road. I need to know about no no there's nothing so I said all right so one of the things that she didn't realize and a lot of people don't is 
you know, your driving record is stored in a central database and it always gets checked before a policy is issued. So I go to hit the button and check her reports and she'd had a DUI like four months earlier. And um, she didn't understand why her price tripled. In one and a quarter miles, turn right. <laughs> so be because of that kind of behavior um, and that mindset, this is, this would be interesting right through here. Yeah, 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 yeah. This kind of washboard chunky stuff. No, we don't we, we don't have any washboard or headwinds on any of our routes. And, and for that I continue to drink. Um, <laughs> so, Look how wet the fields still yeah, are. Yeah, no, there there's a lot of rain up here. So the the people drive way more miles than they ever um, admit to on an application. People, they say, oh, I'm a good driver. The reality is they think they're, you know, Jeff Gordon, if you ain't rubbing, you ain't racing sort of mentality. And um, so as as the, the, the numbers don't lie, right? The, the fact that you actually have a 25-mile one-way commute to your office through 635 in Dallas, you know, data collection gives that away. So the reality is the company can actually better price good risk versus bad risk because that's what it ultimately boils down to. Will they, do you think that they're gonna better define uh, good risk versus bad risk or different level? Absolutely. So I, I because the, I mean, there, there are the unicorns out there that drive 200 miles a day and haven't had a wreck in six years and they still drive 85 miles an hour. Um, that, that unicorn does exist, but the, the reality is the data of it doesn't support that being the case. That's a nice little dip right there. You get the trees over the this top is, uh This is going to be an interesting little route. Racers aren't going to like this. They're going to love it. Really, really fast. In a quarter guys mile, turn skinny right. Tires are well, skinny tires never work. I I, 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 I try to tell everyone that. Skinny, for, skinny tires are not the way to go. For the, for those of us enjoying ourselves, skinny is great. Second. Yeah. So skinny tires with tubes. Oh, got a couple more dogs over there. Are a bad idea. They should be fat tires and tubeless. Fat tires make the rocket world go. Turn right, right onto Lois Road West. Digging this route, yeah. This is gonna no, be this different. Will be, this this will definitely be different, but I. That's a great stretch right there. In a quarter mile, continue straight. So, and anyone anyone that's watching the YouTube video, don't don't try to don't try to figure this out. We'll we'll get the routes out to everybody in proper timing. We don't send them out too far in advance. This past weekend's weather is is a perfect example of why we don't. Continue on to Gregory Road. The, um, it's almost guaranteed that between the time we rough out a route and the event actually takes place, it's almost guaranteed that something's going to come up that's going to affect the route and we're going to have to change it. 
uh, a bridge gets washed out. That's what happened this past weekend. Um, and, and it's not... In one and a quarter miles, turn left. It's not as simple as that reroute we did in town there where, oh, we just go over one block and we're fine. When you're out on these country roads, if you have a spine road that's washed out, you may have to do a 20 or 30 mile detour yeah. to try to get back to where you were. Goats. And if it's only a 65 mile route to begin with, well, you've just turned it into a 100 mile route. So that doesn't work. <laughs> um, so we typically well, don't send out our conceptual routes ahead of time or post those because we know there's likely to be at least a minor change and we have learned the hard way over the years that even if we explicitly tell everyone hey this is a preliminary route please be aware that things could could and are very likely to change we will send out final routes the week of the event Whenever we've done that, half the field shows up with the preliminary route loaded on their Garmin devices and it's our fault that they're off course and the arrows don't line up with what they downloaded three months ago even though we've told everyone repeatedly in every medium possible that the route has changed. Now that is the one thing about this route so far. We have definitely all right angle turns but I knew that's that's always going to be the case here. Until we get on the other side of the FM road, we're in a grid. That's a new I, one. I, there is a ton of new construction out here. In a half mile, turn that's left. That's interesting. It's kind of a modern... I kind of like it. I kind of hate. So yeah, it's a modern take on a farmhouse, I guess. <laughs> a little Frank Lloyd Wright meets the prairie or something. Oh, get to go by my... Uh, you know... Not to, not to dwell on bad economic times and how those, how people have to do desperate things during those times. But man, I miss some opportunities out here. Buying land out here. Oh, oh there's, there's, we're going to go left. by this property that I should have just gobbled up. It's like, yeah, it would have been worth the stretch to do everything just to make it happen it was just it was just such a cool old place and I believe at the time it was just such a ridiculously cheap price I mean it had to have been a hardship case turn left to stay on Cash's Mill Road it's um it's impressive how uh, how inexpensively some things were sold 12 years ago, 11 years ago, 10 years ago. It was, I mean, it, realistically, it was six years, up, six, up to six in years ago. In one and ago. a quarter miles, turn right. 2013, 2014, uh, there I, was, that's actually when it was stupid. Yeah. Cheap. I bought, I bought my house in 12, so yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, but when it, when it turned over, it turned over on, it, there, there was no, oh, we're going to ease back up. No, it was, no, it took off. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to make up all that lost ground now. Yeah, for sure. Which county tax assessor figured that out, too. Yeah, they sure did. Good uh, don't Man, don't remind me of that. <sighs> Here's a plug for you to protest your taxes every year. <laughs> and we do, every year. And and if you still can't get your escrow down, call me. We'll, we'll lower your insurance rates. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, I, now I'm gonna throw in the gratuitous plug, and that's not what this conversation is supposed to be about. But oh my God, the amount of money you saved us um, a few months back. It was good times. <sighs> that. That's. That's not. It was not. I, I mean, it ended up being the perfect storm. Yeah, it was a perfect. I know I was time, I know time, I was frustrating time. you because I well, I, I hadn't right. switched yet and yeah. this and that da da da, and but it was like the, the, the timing of that was a perfect storm and it worked out. It worked out in the, your favor the way it yeah. really should have. Yeah. And yeah, it was like it's not always a perfect storm, but when it is, it's kind of fun. It's for me. Yeah, that was like yeah you had. You had a new provider available to you that really lined up with what our needs were. In a quarter were. mile, turn At right. At the same time, our existing provider, who I was essentially happy with, but they they decided it was, well, now it's time to take advantage of this multi-year relationship and basically double your price for no so, good reason. So we're back to numbers don't lie. If you experience a... Turn right onto um, Chisholm Road. From, from a pure mathematics standpoint, if you experience a 15% rate increase every year, when you get to the end of five years, your price will double. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's basically how it works out. I'm glad we're scouting. The more I see this, I mean, obviously when I heard that that bridge was washed out, I knew there was water up this way, and Grapevine Lake's going up, and Knob Hills is flooded again, and all that good stuff. I mean, yeah, we were down south, and in nine and a half miles, I was watching the right. radar up here. I knew it was a good bit of good bit of wet, but this is pretty. It's a lot of water. Well, last weekend. The, the problem with that line—that was a line of storms that basically just kept going north instead of it usually flows it did, east it did, to west, yeah. west to so east. So the line just kept going over the same it kept areas the same over and over and yeah. over. Yeah. So it dropped. Wow, I have out. never seen this creek with this much water. Well, and you can tell it was up over the banks over here, too. So this is Clear Creek, which and for years never had a drop of water in it. Yeah, that was flash flood last weekend. And I've never seen it flowing like that. And this is, a, you know, we're what, we're four days past yeah. those rains? Here's here's your public safety announcement, kids. Turn around, don't drown. Turn around, don't drown. Don't play with it. And that's something we we never do. And that's an, that's another reason that we don't release the routes ahead of time because we had a chain ring massacre. I want to say it was 14, somewhere around there. And we had four inches of rain. Yeah. The night the. Night. I didn't ride that one, but I remember that. There's the night standing water yeah, out here. I've never seen water like this here. Um, I guarantee you this was underwater last weekend. The uh, night before we had four inches of rain just on top of just on top of the whole route, which I knew for the roads themselves was go going to be fine because it was, you know it was like six or eight hours until we started, so the roads they they weren't a muddy mess. But it was all the low water crossings that I knew the water was going to be just, yeah. just going to be raging. And we that was we actually shortened. I think we shortened everything to a 50 miler that year because there were two low water crossings that I wasn't going to send people over. 
and everybody already had them on their GPS's and they were like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna just follow the GPS. All of it be damned. It's like standing water. Yeah, I've never seen this water here like this before. Kind of concerned what we're gonna run into f further down the road, but we'll find out. Maybe we'll see it. But uh, a couple of those people did decide to do the long route on their own and then they turned around when they realized what what a raging low water crossing, how much water that really is. people hate the word moist? I'm not one of them. I mean, it's kind of in line with, I think the percentages are about the same as people that hate cilantro. Yeah, but people are weird. <laughs> Let's be real. I'm weird. Yeah. Yeah. We all have those things. We are a bunch of weirdos. That's why we do this stuff. Here we as, go. As, as my wife says, people are people. Oh, uh, looks like they might have given Wade Road some love since the weekend. Sure, it looks like it. I bet that was underwater too, man. There's still water flowing there. That's impressive. Oh my gracious! If Wade's like this all the way through, I can't fast. I can't see that it will be, but let's. This will be interesting. This is real fast. They've definitely done some work out here, though. Yeah, they, they've plated it not too long ago. Since the weekend. You blow your skinny tires before you get here, but this would be, be skinny tire for you right here. Well, until we get to the, we get to the rollers. True, true. And then... That people will swim it all breaks like swoop down that roller at speed and catch that transition back up the other one. And that's when everybody gets the rear flat tire. Not me. <laughs> I just keep plowing. Oh, it's nice to be coming back to Wade Road. We got a truck coming from the other direction, so that helps me think that uh, we're good all the way through. Some of the best views right out here. Yes, it is. Make sure you're staying in your heart rate zone three so you can take them in. And enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely did some work out here. Yeah, still a lot of water in these crossings.
house around here and up to this point is gone from what we used to use on our routes. It's getting built up for sure. And it's been difficult to get to Wade Road for the past few years. Real estate for sale. This one's fun right here. This is good stuff. Going down at speed. Little pucker factor. Single lane bridge. Video surveillance. Yeah, right. Just be careful when you pee. Oh yeah, that washed out really nice today. Wow, that's a nice little blown out. Yeah. They got a lot of water. Sure did. semi-gravel grinder, semi-paved route was kind of the concept because we were trying to keep it close to DFW but we were losing the gravel roads. We had that one year, may have been 14 as well, uh, think about it. 14 or 15 I think. Uh, just all the big flooding in Denton Creek was, yeah. was just absolutely crazy flooded for most of the year and we tried to, we tried to I mean, we still ended up doing hell in North Texas, but we had to just completely go a different route from anything we'd ever done before. Yeah. I think that was actually the year we just turned it into a true gravel grinder at that point and moved to a different location. I don't know. We kind of missed some of our crumb roads and going out to Greenwood and the construction unit. Yep. And the grasslands. All that used to be some fun what we thought were dirt roads all to ourselves that nobody else used, but they paved every single one of them. Darn <laughs> it. All those people keep moving here, I tell you what. Just, somebody posted an article yesterday. I think maybe I saw it on the Dorba Facebook page. Somewhere. Maybe it might have been posted 20 times. Uh, it's like DFW population from like 2012 to now grew almost 2 million. That's not surprising. And they expect that same another 2 million in by 2025 sort of thing. I again that's not that's not a surprising number. Nice little climb here. The um, so I I landed in Dallas Fort Worth in the summer of 97. And I think at that time the, the estimates were like Three and a half, four million. Sounds about right. And uh, we're now at what seven and a half? I, I don't ish. Even, I don't even know. Like, we got wet here a little bit, a little bit. Oh, that was deeper than it looked. <laughs> yeah, that's it's. I'm gonna say it again. It's still moist through here. Rollers are going to be, yeah, yeah. They, they had to redo this one. Yeah, this, this, this will thin some folks out. This is still kind of soft. I can feel it. Yeah. Be when, some people when, cussing you right there. About say, when Jan rides along with me on these scouting trips, she'll just look at me and start shaking her head right, right there. She'll go, you, you love this and they're going to hate you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll cuss you for it when I get back, but it'll be all right. And, and, and then give me a hug when you get there. Of course. <laughs> Rub all my sweat off on you. It's only fair. We'll take this it. Is, wow. This is still fresh right here. Yeah, they're. I'm about to say they might be doing this now. It's entirely possible. Let's we'll see. Uh, see what the rollers bring us at the bottom of the rollers up here. That's that'll be interesting. Yeah, this is this is good stuff. It'll be dry in ten days. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> watching this video you know where the cooler will be stowed yeah that's that's a wonderful spot I got a feeling yeah I got a feeling our friends at Bell's Brewing will be more than happy to uh, make that happen accommodate an empty cooler and turn it into a full cooler for us oddly enough they're working on their own who'd have thought who would have thought Brand new grader. That is, yeah. That's like a brand new. I don't even know. It may not have even been fired up yet. That's a. Macroville Airport. That's not a cheap gate. No. Yep, fat tires. Fat tires. Fat tires. Yeah, they're going to be cussing you up this hill, too. They're going to love it. <laughs> they'll still cuss you. They're gonna, they'll love it, but they'll cuss you. They're going to come back so sticking dollar bills in my waistband. Give us my. Ah, that's a visual I could have done without today. <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> Of course, I did that to you on Saturday when I when you, when you called me. I was like, "Yeah, I'm about to get in the shower." Yeah. So I guess we're even. Maybe 
half the crowd, if not more, might be their first exposure to Wade Road. Yeah. Which will be interesting. It's a good one. I'm glad we get to use it again. Kind of, it's one of my favorite things about the, these routes. I call them my Bob Ross happy little accidents. Yeah. You know, well, something went wrong over here. Well, we'll use this road. We'll make some lemonade. So it's all good. Just make it into a happy little tree. Yep. Coming over here. 
nice. Never seen flowing water here before. Note to self, it's still wet. Also known as moist. <laughs> Man, this is going to be a fun little route for folks. We're going to get all sorts of adventure out of this. A little something for everybody at this point. This has always been a cool little property here. Yeah. Established in 398. We we have coyotes that have been crossbreeding with the Great Peers and German Shepherds and everything else out there, and they're turning into these big ass coyotes. Pay attention to that curb, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying. In three miles, turn right. It's a waterfall. Here's some adventure. Definitely some adventure here. Good picture opportunity. Also a good spot for a beer. <laughs> this is too easy for everyone to find for, for those keeping score at home. Interesting little formation. Yeah, I remember the first time we were out riding and saw a bobcat. And you got... Never seen this much water here before either. This is real soft right here. Just like they had a road close sign there for a little bit. 
but it looks like they got washed out. <laughs> when your road clothes sign gets washed out, you know you got a problem, right? So far, I haven't seen anything I want to change. Find out here in a bit. Yeah, so realistically, back in the day, all of that pavement that we had been on was all was all gravel. Yeah. Every bit of it. Yeah. And a lot more. So yeah, it's but make no mistake, if I lived on one of these dirt roads, I'd, I'd want them to I'd, pave my I'd road. I'd want some chip seal too. For sure. Josie Pavilion and the Dixon Water Foundation. Huh. I wonder how big it is. I don't know. There used to be a, a few years ago there was like a they had a billboard with a, an artist rendering and it looked like it was going to be a full blown event center thing but Man, this road blew out. Look at this. Yeah. There's a lot of water came down that hill. I wonder if, uh, oh, I bet that was right. 
survive that flood. job of gamifying the user experience to entice you into their world and it's a quality piece of equipment Riding a spin bike is not riding outdoors. People have to understand the difference and learn to use the difference to their advantage when they get to be outdoors. Um, it's about maintaining fitness. It won't help you handle a course like this. Sure. Um, because there's 
some unique handling things that you're going to deal with, like this that, crossing. That, right that culvert needs clearing, big time. Man, um, ultimately, I went down the path of the Peloton rather than going with like Swift or something like that, simply because my wife uses it too and the adjustability of a spin bike mm -hmm. with saddle positions and, and heights and handlebar heights and position those, those sort of geometry things it's much easier for us to manage those differences than it is swapping out my bike versus her bike sure. and trainer and all that stuff I get that um, so it helps me accommodate that purchase more. Um, and I, I mean, I, I can see the difference in in the uh, the engine, the power that gets produced um, from being able to get those workouts in. It, it allows me when I do get to get outside to to truly enjoy my time out because I've got a certain level of fitness. Have you spent any time on a smart trainer with Zwift? Or I, I have not. Okay. Um, and I know that you know they have the ability to control the resistance on the smart trainers, and that's one of the the differences. So um, Peloton doesn't. You you can control the resistance, but you're in control. So it's, it's so it's truly it's truly spin bike. It's yeah. truly a spin bike. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Um, which is one of the big differences. I looked at. Um, there are a couple of um, other spin bikes that are out in the marketplace that function more like a smart trainer. And I looked at them. Um, one of them in particular, the reviews that I saw on the equipment itself is that it had a lot of um, quality issues as far as the functionality that you were buying with respect to that stuff. And so I will that was ultimately part of the decision. Nice little mm -hmm. washed out spot right there that could cause somebody a headache. Yep. So. So. And if I'm speaking out of turn or assuming too much, <laughs> feel free to correct me. Me? So, uh, realistically, somebody that's had experience on a spin bike and is comfortable with that is probably going to be comfortable with a Peloton. But if they haven't had that experience yet, so the, maybe the, maybe check out some spin classes. Or I, I mean, it's a it's a reasonably um, sizable financial commitment. So. If you've never been on a spin bike at all, never been spent time on a trainer, you know, any, if you've never done anything like that, I, I mean, if you just want to plunk down the money, go for it. Um, but it, it definitely wouldn't hurt to do just some a la carte pay by the class things that, I mean, there's so many studio choices and there's a, a lot there's of Peloton the, studios, right? There are, there are, there, yeah, in there's not one in DFW. There are. Oh, I thought there was. There are stores where you can go. They have bikes set up where you can go in and test drive them. Oh my God, this road was completely trashed, and it's only semi-rebuilt. It, it's in great. Th this this will be fun. 
but it will require skill to navigate this climb. Yes, but this was destroyed. So the it north there is a Peloton store at North Park, and there is a Peloton store at Legacy West um, that I know of for sure. Be some folks walk that. Um, the this isn't going to be the flat Texas chain ring no, massacre. No, no, that that <laughs> section right there will be people walk up that last lip of that hill. Because that was a fairly steep little finish. You're gonna get a reward right here, but uh, so in those stores they have bikes set up. You can go in. You can, you know, if you're they have a membership, you can show up and ride there. Or you can test drive them, whatever. Um, the good thing about what Peloton has done for the casual folks, and I know a lot of people that are listening to this probably aren't gonna fall into that category, but they actually, in their digital platform, which is kind of what powers the whole thing, um, they do have shortened beginner classes so that someone could dip their toe um, and, and begin to learn and understand how to make it all work. Um, so, there, you know, I've, I've read lots of stories um, through social media channels, whatever, about folks that were, you know, 300 plus pounds they decided to change their life and it's always about a lifestyle change right um, but they took that on this is a fun little downhill right here um, they, they took that on they 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 bought into changing their diet they bought into exercising maybe not every day but regularly four five six times a week and ultimately completely change their appearance. That's a lot of water running through that creek. So you, you can you can build into it um, even if you have no experience. And I, I it's my understanding that the, the competitors in the marketplace are doing a lot of the same things on that front. Um, I, but I can't speak to them because I'm not really right. testing them out. So the workouts that you do, it's it's essentially a virtual spin class, or yeah. So the way that they're set up, they do that is wet. You got to get the truck washed. Um, the they have a schedule of live classes. So there's the the display screen that's mounted in front of the handlebars, and it's nothing more than a giant Android tablet, essentially. Um, that runs their their digital software and so you can stream into a live class that is being taught in their London or New York or San Francisco studios where there's a real life class going on um, but once that class is completed it then gets archived into their library and you can pull up through their library through the app um, Chickens got the heater on. Oh, look at that healer. Uh, got a pointer too, man. Those are two good looking pups. The so the the platform, the digital platform, uh, then allows you to serve up those classes at any time on demand. So like this morning, 
I was doing a class that was focused on um, speed intervals from a cadence standpoint intermingled with um, some high resistance to simulate a climb. That's pretty soft. That'll be a fun spot. And they'll, you know, some of the classes are just purely heart rate based as far as zones go. Some of them are focused on power zones. Some of them are classified as a low impact kind of recovery type rides. It's a it's a mixture, so you can you know you can mix it up throughout the week. Um, so I hit I'm, I'm typically doing it at 5 a.m. and I I kind of got a, a rhythm that I've established with. In a quarter mile, turn right. So I know Sean McAfee does a lot of swifting at about 4:30 in the morning. So he. Some people lovingly refer to him as Zwift Boy. Zwift Boy, uh, I know he and he he has maintained his fitness and his strength doing it. He's, so. done, he's done a he's done a pretty darn good job of it. Yeah, Turn I've right got, onto Co Road 377. We're gonna go through here see if we can find the washed out bridge because I was actually mistaken which bridge I thought it was. It was one of those areas we went back through okay. there that I thought was the washed out bridge. Let's see what we come across. Um, the uh, yeah, he's. Uh, he, he's I'm, I'm gonna. I'm trying to get it lined up for him to tag along with me for a ride along too, and I'll, I I want to talk to him about that because he 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 has embraced it and it has done great things for him. They fixed it. They sure as heck did. They already fixed it. It's soft, but that's rideable, man. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that's, that's it's fixed though. I'm surprised they fixed it that quickly. They never do that. Well, I guess the, the bridge itself didn't wash out. It was just, just the, the, uh, the entrance. The entrance. Yeah. That's it. I've, I've already come up with a reroute. Alright. Let's I see what I'd leave that in there. Let's see what the reroute's like. Oh, I don't want to turn around there. Even with four-wheel drive. Soft shoulders here. Yeah, we'll find uh, something decent to turn around. So. I, I do have the traction mats with me this time. I still don't want to break them out <laughs> if I don't have to. Let's 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 not say we did. Exactly. Yeah. See, look how much water came down this. Yeah, thing. this was a raging river. Goodness. But yeah, it's just so. Yeah, Sean goes. He had, like he hadn't been on a he hadn't been outdoors riding and. I think it was literally months, and he goes out and does like a 300-mile bike packing adventure, you know, in sub-zero temperatures. I I know when he, we did the Red River Riot last spring, he had been swifting all winter, and we got to Windmill Hill, and he absolutely destroyed me. And I went, all right, something's got to change. So. My, I, I'm trying to be sure <laughs> on, on a slightly different platform. The um, and I am definitely a believer in the virtual training. When um, when I had 
my bicycle to car run in and I wasn't able you know I was in recovery from that I did the smart tra trainer thing uh, for basically three months my knees could turn could turn pedals yep uh, but basically I couldn't walk and anything that involved trying to plan a foot to get off or on a bike or whatever was you know it's like it's pretty I'm probably gonna fall over on my head yeah. sort of thing falling over on the head as you know is not a good thing yeah it's less than ideal yeah uh, the uh, so but I basically you know trained up to ride the rat on a virtual trainer for a good chunk uh, after you know so I was yeah. I, mean, I was off the bike completely for like five weeks or so lost a vast majority of the fitness I'd built up uh, so then I went virtual for three months after that and then it was like a month prior to the rat I got a little bit of outdoor riding in but it was still mostly the smart trainer yeah I mean, don't get me wrong. I, st I still have all the bikes in the garage. Yeah. Um, I still love to use them. But I put a real saddle on the Peloton and not their crappy one. Okay. Um, and for those of you that like the padded spin saddles, good for you. Um, my sit bones don't work with those. So I put, you know, I put a real saddle. Is it, um, is it safe to assume that their, their default saddle is probably more female-oriented to begin with? Or? I that may be the case. I, I don't know. It it was more about so one of the things when you first get on a uh, first get on a real bike, as we you know like to insinuate, you think oh I need a cush pad you know cushy saddle because my right. butt's gonna hurt. Right. right, right. And in two and, and a quarter miles. Two weeks left. in, you figure out this isn't a great idea, and you're like, how thin can you make it? <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah. it's that. Please. Please give me my Brooks saddle. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's it's that difference. So, um, now nah, I mean, they do they ship when, when the bike shows up. It's got look pedals on it. I mean, it, it's legit real pedals. Um, I probably took those off and put some SPDs on it, but that's just me. Um, but all your bike tools still work on it. The uh, Said you were going to wash my truck for me when we got done. Right? Something like that, yeah. The, uh, I, I thought we were just going for whiskey. That's, <laughs> that's all. I all right, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll let you yeah, buy me I an mean, old fashioned. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, um, but yeah, no, the, the cool thing for me personally is I've watched. So, my wife's never been like a hardcore cyclist. Mostly because she had an accident uh, 11 years ago where she crashed and had a compression fracture in one of her lumbar vertebrae. And so she's been skittish about the bike ever since. But to watch her embrace doing it consistently mm -hmm. and seeing her fitness gains um, is pretty cool. Because she, I mean, she doesn't have to. It could just be something I do, but she has embraced it. The other thing that they do well, and I don't know if the, their competitors are, are as advanced in this, but their digital platform 
so the they, since it is an Android tablet, I can cast it to the TV. And so I walked in the other day, and my wife and my six-year-old were doing a yoga class that was being streamed through the Peloton platform and cast to the TV. And so they were they were doing that. And my six-year-old has decided she loves yoga, and so there she asked she asked mom every day when are we gonna do our yoga um, so you know it's instilling good habits in her as well sure. so there's there's some good byproducts on both sides of it watching the uh, the power output numbers I can I mean I can see the, the difference in the progress for sure So how long of a workout do you typically do? So during the week, um, I will do either 45 or 60 minutes early in the morning. Um, weather being kind of garbage last Saturday, I went ahead and did 90 minutes. So I did a, a heart, rate, heart rate zone ride and set right at the top of zone three for a solid 75 minutes pulling you know pretty good wattage in a quarter mile turn left North. I think it's, we end up being on here for two and a half, maybe three miles. Uh, yeah, so if you can go the other way, that's cool. I think it's got shoulder the whole way, though, now. Oh, wow. It didn't used to. Shoulder? Who'd have thunk it? Smooth shoulder. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I, I take it back. This might be a cool two and a half miles. In two and three quarters miles, turn left. Two and three quarters. a new policy 
a couple, three weeks ago, um, the, uh, so the, so the way that it works is it's going to be like scheduling it on your homeowner's policy, but it can be done standalone. You don't have to own a home. You don't have to have a murder's policy. It's just, you're going to schedule your bike. And as long as your bike value is less than $25,000. So I know there's probably a handful of folks that can top that number, but I'm not one of them. I'm not either. Um, you, you don't have to have an appraisal to get the policy. So that's always been one of the things that people have balked at is being able to have an appraisal. So unlike the standalone stuff that comes with liability and all these things. So it's, you're just insuring the bike. And the cool thing for... Turn left onto Co. Road 329. The, the cool thing, so my, um, my mountain bike is a giant anthem. Uh, and it's carbon fiber. So the purchase price was about, we'll call it 4000 exact number so I priced out with this policy um, what it would be in so two and three quarters miles turn right for roughly three hundred dollars a year I can insure my mountain bike and the cool thing so if it gets stolen it's covered um, for those of you that understand insurance it's what's known as an open peril policy so that anything is covered except for their written exclusions. That is soft right there. Um, and the exclusion list is very short. Wear, common wear and tear, so if, you're, if your bike is old and it's not been maintained, right. that's not gonna be replaced, right? But let's say you're out riding one of those funky sections on White Road, you go over, your bike gets you know, crumpled up, that would actually be covered under the policy. So it's not going to protect you from a liability standpoint if you cause someone a wreck. Um, but the other things that typically people are like, well, what if I crash? That's always, you know, most frames are covered under warranty for at least a certain amount of time, but people are worried about crash. Yeah, not crash replacement. Yeah, so, um, so the policy would actually cover that covers as it's written. Covers a crash, covers theft. If it's on the back of your car, because people have talked about problems on that front. Yeah. That's that, a tough one. That, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do a whole podcast oh, on we, that we one. Probably multiple hours on that one. So, people, you know, people like to put their bikes on the back of their car now. Some people still use roof racks, but people would run their bike into their garage because they would forget that there was a bike up top. Um, that technically would be covered um, and not have to be against your homeowner's policy because what happens if you're the cause of the wreck you destroy your your, your bike you got to claim it against your homeowner's policy because it's personal property so, it's not covered by the auto if someone hits you and your bike is on the back a lot of folks have talked about how the auto insurance companies struggle to cover that piece of it yeah, they want to de they want to depreciate the the hitch rack. Yeah, in, in which is ridiculous, and they want to depreciate the bike. Yep. at a ridiculous rate. Yeah. So the way the way that this thing would work is, it's 
it's a it's a stated value policy. So if you if you say your bike is worth four thousand dollars, they will pay out four thousand dollars as long as you can prove that it's worth four thousand dollars. So if you buy your bike at Walmart and it's a hundred dollar bike, right, right, you can insure it for four thousand, but you're only going to get a hundred dollar Walmart bike back because that's what you can prove. Um, so that's where you know a bill of sale or an appraisal becomes important. But you don't have to have it to start the policy. Now, as soft as sections of this are in this truck, it will be fantastic. I, well, e even if they were riding it today, there's plenty of firm line for bikes. Absolutely. Yeah, so, going back though to the the bicycle insurance thing, because I mean, people have oh, I, people I, have pestered me for years. Well, pestered yep. isn't the right word, but then. They, they know Inclusive. you and I are friends. Right, the, so right, they, right, right. They assume I've got something lined up. So like, you haven't found the right answer yet. So yeah. But, so, I know you don't have your quote tables in front of you or anything. I like absolutely that. do not. That's why I gave the perspective right. on my, my giant. So, it, what, is it safe to assume that your $4,000 giant, $300 a year, then an $8,000 something would be $600? Or does it not scale like that? It's not going to be a truly linear scale. So one of the things that's going to factor in is you go down the scale, there's going to be a minimum premium that you're going to pay. Um, so if you have a $2,000 instead of a $4,000, it's not going to be $150. There's going to be a, a floor that the premium won't jump below no matter what your bike value is. Gotcha. Because um, the company has to make money to put the policy in the floors. It's just it's business, right? Um, as you move up, it, it's not going to necessarily be truly or truly linear because um, of you know the way that they their rating factors work and the risk. It's harder to so let's say you've got a Moots, right? That's worth 10k. It's it's a little harder for that for for that to be replaced, and so sometimes the way they you know set those tables up for pricing, it may actually could be a little bit higher. It may be a little bit lower. It, it's not going to be perfect as far as going three to six hundred, but somewhere in there. Sure, I get it. Within within tolerance. Just trying to get a just yeah. a ballpark idea in my head how that might yeah. work. So it's. Uh, I mean, it's I think that I think that four thousand dollar. Price points probably in a quarter close, mile close close to the meat for a big chunk of yeah, our I mean, audience. A, a lot of the bikes are going to be in that three to forty five hundred range, right? right. Uh, a lot are more, but you know, a lot are less. Oh, there's a ton that are less. Um, Turn right onto Co Road three hundred forty six. So it, it it produces a an, uh, an interesting proposition for for folks because when I've told them what the price is to to have the, the policies in the past that are standalone that include the liability that include in a quarter mile turn left everybody's gone it's just a little too much right right so it gets us back into the realm of okay this makes sense Unfortunately, I can speak from experience that uh, insurance is pretty left handy on at times. Road 381. It's it's a frustration if you never have anything bad happen to you. But when you need it and you've got the right stuff in place, it can be a, a, an enormous blessing. 
I guess that's what we try to focus on. Yeah. I guess like some of the stuff we've looked at before, particularly on the bicycle side of things, it's like in three quarters miles turn right. You know, if 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 basically three years of premium buys me a new bike anyway, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, and that's that's where we were with those other policies, and that gets us out of this now. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. So if you you know if you if you've got a stable of bikes, it it might make sense for one or two as opposed to the whole the, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's uh, like I you know I've got a. Surly steamroller that you know single speed fixed gear. I mean, I can replace it for 700 bucks, I'm not gonna insure it, right? Right. definitely one of those that the first time we write that as a policy I'm gonna talk directly to an underwriter I'm not gonna just submit it online in a half mile turn left hope that everything's okay right I'm gonna make sure that they're putting the appropriate factors against against it so that in the event something does happen mile turn left and fair warning to anybody that rides along with me this is going to be a common theme pretty much anyone that rides along with me I'm going to lob out the the e-bike hand grenade and let you <laughs> let you run with it um, what, what 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 is uh, what is what are your thoughts around the turn left on the cemetery road so anything that gets people on two wheels to me is a great thing um, and I know that 15 years from now when I'm in my early <coughs> 60s it might be the difference between being able to do some really cool stuff and in a half mile continue straight um, that said I, the the place where I struggle to reconcile all of the pieces are say on local mountain bike trails where you can have um, much larger speed dis discrepancies that can produce um, in a quarter problems. mile continue straight and how do you sort out um, you know it's 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 like being on the highway you in and of yourself driving 95 miles an hour is not necessarily problematic Continue on to Co Road 387. On a, on a highway, you driving 95 and somebody else driving 40 miles an hour below you. And this is why we're not driving 95. Yeah, because you might come across a cow. That, that speed discrepancy is where problems can occur. In one and a quarter miles, turn right. Um, and so sorting 
had a woman at our event in Shelby this past weekend that was on an e-bike and uh, she, she rode the 50k route um, and she was on an e-bike and literally came in maybe 45 seconds less than two minutes behind the guy that won okay. the 50k okay but he kept looking over his shoulder and saw him Oh, sitting Ferris. Well, he didn't realize it was an e-bike. He oh, saw okay. a bike coming, so he killed it to maintain his gap. So when he saw this lady come in on an e-bike, at first he wasn't very happy with it. <laughs> but then he realized what he had done. And then he realized the push it gave him. Right. But the and here's where here's where I'm actually pretty psyched about what e-bikes have the potential to bring to the table. Uh, he was like. It was, it was just, you know, it's like five minutes later, he's like, I need to get my wife one of those so we can ride together. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I mean, it goes back to my statement about Peloton, right? Yeah. Being able to see, um, you know, your spouse, because, Turn I mean, right onto Co. It, Road 320. in all fairness, you know, I've made trips to Angel Fire in the summer. And that's the whole reason I own a spot beacon. Oof. Now, this is interesting right here. Tell you what, they definitely had some rain. Yeah. Um, but, you know, my my wife dropped me on a... In three quarters mile, turn left. Dropped me on a uh, forest service road outside of Angel Fire. Drove to Taos and picked me up at the bottom. Well, if she, if she had an e-bike, she might be able to do some of that with me. Right. That's a you know, it's a game changer for some folks. Alright. I have been on these roads so many times over the years in so many different conditions and I have never seen them like seen this. Them like this. I, it's gonna be so we'll see how much greater activity there is between now and that, 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 that'll be interesting. Yeah, anybody that's watching this video, and I don't expect there to be a whole lot of editing on this one uh, because I want people to see the route. Um, the, this is going to be interesting. Um, I think some of you will be surprised how different it is from In a quarter what mile we saw today from what it ends up being event day. Uh, I, that's also going to depend upon the weather between now and then. But... Um, a lot of this is probably going to be a lot of brand new chunk gravel by then, oh, is my yeah. guess. It's going to be an interesting year for the Chain Ring Massacre. Yes, sir. Turn left onto Co. Road 323. I think I'm going to stick with it. Is that closed up? Sure looks, it looks like, like a blowout up there, doesn't it? Yeah, there's barrels. Yep. Yeah, the, um, I mean, when it comes time for us to buy another car, we'll probably evaluate whether or not we actually buy In one, one and three quarters and miles, turn right. An e-bike might make more sense since my commute's so short um, to our office. And that's, that's, that brings up a good point. That's, uh, 
applicability outside of what we think of traditional yes. cycling. Yes. Um, just like electric cars have changed things, you know, I, everybody always asks me, "What are you gonna, what are you gonna sell when self-driving cars come around? Because you won't be able to insure them anymore." Maybe it's e-bikes. Maybe, it, yeah, maybe it's e-bike e insurance know, or just e-bikes. I don't know. Because the, um, you know, as as those transportation habits change, something like an e-bike with a limited range. But an ability to move you quickly. But then we important. get then we get into the whole bicycle infrastructure thing. Oh, don't we? In the middle of a giant metropolitan area yeah. with no cohesive strategy. Yeah. Look at all the debris. And there was a lot of water over that. You can see that rush through right uh -huh. there. Yeah, well, yeah. What, all the, when the all grass this, is up in the fence like that and the yeah, fence is blown fence, over, fence is laid over. This was all underwater and moving water at that. Moving, yeah, and uh, moving quite briskly. Yeah, here's where it started to slow down up here. Yeah, the, the bike infrastructure in DFW it, it's gotten so much better. I, I don't ever want to minimize that fact, but there's so much more that can be done but I mean you think about it if you've got a you know a 30 mile range on an e-bike if you had the right infrastructure you could almost go from downtown Dallas to downtown Fort Worth right on it. and the reality is the range on now is 50 or 60 miles yeah and that's just in the past two years right we've gone from 25 30 to 50 60 um, and it's continued to improve you know we're, does we're, that become your commute Without the infrastructure, I say no. Yeah. So where true, where true. is the tipping point where the infrastructure is? Well, I think it probably occurred. So, so there's a finite ability to build lanes on a freeway. Uh, the only way they're going to be able to do it is just convert existing roads roads to bike only roads. Well, or you know, one of the things that's always been plotted but never has in never been in a quarter mile turn right is the, the the Trinity vision basically for lack of a better word the the North Texas Council of Governments yeah. bike plan or whatever yeah. it is that, that basically runs along the levees yeah. from Fort to Dallas well that might become a viable turn right path. on the road oh okay no I see what you're saying yeah so instead of the turnpike they wanted to build let's let's build a let's uh, build a bike freeway or right whatever. right something along those lines that kind of makes somewhat more sense um yeah get over on your side but it's it, you know it's every time it's been proven many times over when you just look at raw data in three and a half miles turn right you, you build more lanes it just gets filled in and the problem's not solved right i mean the, the katie freeway in houston is a classic example of that they built i think it's 75 lanes on each side it's still a parking lot and um, as as we've, you know, we talked earlier in this journey about all the people that have moved to North Texas. Well, as sprawl continues to happen, there's only so many lanes that can be built. But you're also now starting to see new um, commerce centers spring up. So the shops at Legacy, Legacy West, Toyota, Start, Frisco. 
that whole area where the tollway and 121 cross has become its own commerce center. So you can now live and you you can in theory e-bike to an office right there. Same thing with Dallas and Fort Worth and you know parts of Arlington and Grapevine's got its own sort of scene going. You've got these micro centers that are popping up. People can now begin to evaluate. Does it make sense to have the cost of a car? Because if you figure the car payment is four hundred dollars a month, insurance is another hundred dollars a month, gas is another hundred to two hundred dollars a month, maintenance costs are another fifty dollars a month, averaged out over time, we're now encroaching on seven hundred fifty to a thousand dollars a month. Does it make sense to live close enough to a micro center where you're working where you can leverage people? Sure. And ultimately, I think that's that'll be the general sort of direction these things kind of go. As as technology in cars continues to increase, the price will eventually become out of range for a lot of things, especially to own two of them. Right. When they sit for the majority of their lifespan, um, it just doesn't make financial sense. Well, but we're also we're also going to get to the point where people don't have a reason to go anywhere or go fewer places. Yeah. On a less regular basis, because you know, realistically, we've had the capabilities and the technology for a remote work environment for people. Really, for for the past twenty years, yeah. And, but employers just are just now getting to the point where they accept that. Why? Well, I mean, I have three folks that work with me, and I'm the only person that's ever in the office. Yeah. And I only have an truly have an office because it's required with some of the companies we work with. Otherwise, I might be just working out of sound. So the reality is. You know, we're we're about to get to this just shift in the basic dynamic yeah. where people don't. There's no reason for them to commute 45 minutes a day, or 45 I, minutes one way, I should say. I I, I have straight up told uh, one of the folks that works with me. Um, you know, and some of y'all have dealt uh, have have interacted with Brad, um, who handles you know our commercial insurance. So my office is in Colleyville, close to the airport. He lives in West Fort Worth. He and I are great friends. And I, I love being able to have him in the office. But I've straight up told him, don't waste an hour and a half or two hours in your car. And you could be getting stuff done and then being able to spend time with your family. Yeah, that's dumb. Um, and, you know, it, it requires a different mindset from from chunky right little, there. A little bit. Well, that was, those, those skinny tires are going to pop. Like <laughs> Somebody's going to lose a rim on that one. Yeah, yeah. The, Clarence will hook you up with a yeah, yeah, Mad Duck. <laughs> the um, Cantu cycling wheels. Yeah, Cantu cycling wheels. Colonel's will also hook you up. The Rick and Duck can make that happen. Yeah, I think we're finally getting to the 
point where management, for lack of a better term, recognizes that it's um, the remote work environment is actually more productive because you're, you know, there, you focus on what's getting done the as results. opposed to the FaceTime. Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, who's who? Why did that person clock out 15 minutes early? Well, they got twice the work done anyone else. What do, what do you care? Yeah. In a quarter mile. And the reality, uh, in, yeah. in our household at least, I mean, uh, you know, Jan and I basically both work out of the house. Um, and, you know, she's, you know, when, when you work in that sort of environment, there's things that get done at five o'clock in the morning. There's things yeah. that get done at nine o'clock at night. Yeah. And yeah. they're, hey, maybe I, you know, at two o'clock in the afternoon, I would go for a bike ride or something I, like that. I, you know? So I, I've, I use a Surface Pro to run my, uh, to run my business. It's always one of my favorite spots right here. Yeah. Just for no other reason. It's just cool. Church in the cemetery. Itself. Continue on the, to Pro uh, Road 207. But but with my Surface Pro, I've got the docking station and monitors, and so at 8:30 last night, the Surface Pro had the uh, college football championship game on it, and the the monitor attached to the docking station had the paperwork that in I needed. In one and a quarter miles, turn left. And we made stuff happen. So you know, it's it's just the way it is. things done. Yeah. It's, all, it's the end result that matters. And I think we're finally getting to a, uh, a work environment for most people that just... Uh, and I'll, I'll give a shout out the, to the much maligned millennials. <laughs> Preach! The... The... <laughs> the they, they, uh, they're, it's not that they're lazy, it's that they don't understand a punching the clock BS mentality. Right, right. You want and, me to do uh, what? Yeah, yeah. What, what, you what? need, you need me here because you want to see that I'm in this chair? That doesn't make sense. Uh, well, we, we want to make sure that you get your work done. I gave that to you eight hours ago. Yeah, and, um, you know, it's a, you got a couple of crotchety Gen X dudes here talking about how that, that that's a better way to think. Um, and that's, you know, that's one of the things that I've tried to, I'm actually technically a boomer. Oh, that's, I forget that you're just enough older than me that you're technically a boomer. I, 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 I am, I am dead in a quarter square, mile, square turn left. kick it in the nuts. Gen X. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, so what I think, you know, the, the common accepted is, uh, boomers through 64, uh, Gen X starts at 65. Well, I'm end of December of 64. So I, 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 I get the worst of both. I, I, that, 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 there's some more skinny tires popping right there. Yeah. I, I'll let you be an honorary Gen Xer because <laughs> I know you're crotchety like me. The, uh, but it, it is, it's, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of things that were done as a result of like the industrial revolution that in today's technologically advanced world just don't make sense. And I think as you see technology continue to advance and take
gasoline poured on that fire. Yes. Yeah. It's, um... And for anybody that's still with us, they're, like, scratching their head right now. <laughs> the only ones that are still with us are the ones that they've probably already muted it. They're just watching the... Watching the course. Watching the course now. <laughs> Where am I going to attack? Uh... <laughs> That's okay. But yeah, that's uh, because any you know anyone that listens to this, they'd be like, man, what did they talk about when they got to the distillery? The, the, the funny, the funny part's gonna be that anyone that listens to this part and they want to go to our hill country undie, if they use the coupon code Ron is cool at the Hill Country Hunting, the first three people that do that will actually get a free entry. Wow. You heard it here first. But it doesn't count if you tell everyone, go to minute whatever it is, 122 of the video and get your coupon code. You I'm not telling. I'm just gonna tell them they need to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, Ron is cool at the Hill Country Hyundai put on by Chumba Cycles. Uh, we'll get you the first three people that use that coupon code will be the free entry. And I'm just throwing that out on the fly. Those, those Chumba guys are they're all right. They got cool stuff. They do. We got we got a couple of them. And that's, really, I'm really hoping I can get back on the bike this year. I remember the first time I rode the Chainring Massacre with you coming up this road. I wanted to punch you in the face. <laughs> Not the first time I've heard that. Won't be the last. Oh, this just gradual uphill slog. And then you realize that the town is still way down there. You're like, come on. Man. Into a headwind. Into a headwind almost always. Even if it's freezing cold, it's still into a headwind, it seems like. Basically, we've got three miles to the end of the round here. Yeah. Um, I'm leaning towards sticking with my reroute and bringing Wade Road back for maybe I, one last hurrah. I think you, whatever you do, you got to use Wade Road. The bridge that's been fixed, the climb. Yeah. That's man, that's a solid piece of dirt. It'd be tough for me to leave that out, but I understand why you stick to your. Well, we still get that climb with that kicker. Ah, oh, that that's true. Yeah. That's true. The turn was after there. That's right. So um, we get that still. I mean, that the, the 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 road through there where the the um, that bridge is is really really cool. However, um, I can under, I can understand and accept why you would uh, change that. Yeah. So basically. What you saw today outside of us going and checking out the bridge that was repaired since Sunday. That's that's really that's really fast for Cook County. Uh, so, so there must be somebody with some pole that lives below that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> um, Either that or they heard you were coming. Then one of the, hey, Cook County loves us. I know. Cook County loves us. They treat us well. Montague County, I'm not so sure about, you're, but you're Cook County loves us. Tourist attraction, man. Um, you're, bringing, you're bringing commerce to 
Yeah. They, uh, I think uh, one of these days we should really sit down with them and maybe put together just one really big shebang. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that another time. Well, that that pavilion that we came past back there. Mm-hmm. I mean, getting to it would be a little bit of a challenge, but depending upon its size, it would be really cool staging. That's, that'll be a totally separate topic, but that's one of the things that we're up against. That's a, a difficulty of ours. So as these, as the roads get paved over, obviously our routes end up going a little further and further out. Yeah. It's really hard to get people to go over an hour's drive away from a weekend event. I mean, if it's, if it's a destination event, if it's a big deal, the Red River Riot test, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. The part part of the reason I love this event is its proximity to my home. Yeah, this one's this one's easy in and out for everyone. So it's it's a it's a best of both worlds scenario. Yeah. Oh, whoops! No, that was the turn. Why didn't it? I didn't get my audio cue. You weren't listening to her, I guess. Probably. I may have it turned down. It's alright. It's so the, the next coupon code is Kevin missed his turn. Kevin missed his turn. Well, there was no arrow there. Yeah, I remember the first time you routed us out of here. I was like, oh my gosh. Looks like they've actually even uh, paved this. Done something. Well, not paved it, but they've uh, graded it. Yeah. It's in the, so far anyway, it's in the best it's shape in, I've ever seen this I was just say, it's in much better shape than it was this time last year when I wrote it. I do like just having this last little tiny bit of dirt rolling into town. Yeah, and it's usually in such bad shape, it's another kick in the shin. We're <laughs> just ready to be done. <laughs> there is that aspect of it too. I guess I do have a little bit of a sadistic <laughs> quality, but oh well. I'd say it was necessarily completely bad. It, just, it does exist. Oh, that's a new one too. I, it sure is. Maybe that's why it got green. Could be. Gotta admit, I am a, I am a fan of the concept of downsizing. I. You know, we, we've actually talked about doing some of it now that my oldest is out of the house and uh, as far as I can tell, not coming back. Um, Ever since ever. Just, just the three of us. Uh, now that we lost... And then the, sprint finish from here. That's right. And we lost the, the super active puppy dog um, back in the fall. We... Talked about it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense yet, but we've talked about it for sure. All right. Here's the finish line. And here we are. Did you notice the add-on they're doing to the Firelight Vineyards over there? I I was noticing that before we took off. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a pretty that's a pretty substantial upgrade. They're um, they're they're definitely doing good business if they're putting that kind of upgrade in. Their stuff's good. I stuff's I good. I enjoy I enjoy theirs. And the Whiskey Hollow stuff is definitely good. Yeah. I think I might have to confirm that right about now. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, we might go. Yeah, there's a parking space right here. Yeah. Alright. Alright, folks. Thank you for joining us for this version of or this edition of Spinistry Live. Uh, we have to go do some quality control checks at Whiskey Hollow Distillery. Um, but not too much because we do both have to drive home. Um, <laughs> come join us at the Texas Chain Ring Massacre. I'm going to do everything I can to have this video up within 24 hours of us doing this. Uh, we have right at about 150 entries left as I speak. We do expect to sell out. That Ron is Cool coupon code does not apply to the Texas Chain Ring Massacre. That will be for Hill Country Hundy only. We'll see y'all on the 25th at TCM. See ya.